his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Good day, everybody. Yeah. It's Sunday, and hello to Gemma. Hey. <laughs> and hello to the replay viewers, and hello to Danny Bruno, and Michael Murray, and Anthony Davis, and everyone coming in slowly. We are here on a Sunday for a special episode of the Mental Health Hour. I got a text this morning uh, from Gemma saying, hey, it's mental it's World Mental Health Day. Did you realize? I was like, actually, actually, no. Like, I guess that's right. Yeah. So after confirming, <laughs> we decided to do a little broadcast this evening, being that it is World Mental Health Day. So um, just a very low key special. I mean, if you want to talk about something, uh, throw it in the comments. We'll, we'll, do, we'll discuss anything that comes our way. Hi, Molly. How are you? Welcome on in. Um, so how was your world mental health day today, Gemma? Driving me crazy. I've had oh. a really busy day. Um, anything that could have gone wrong has, but we're all good. We're all back on track. Back on track. That's always good. Yeah, um, a bit derailed for a few hours, but back on track. <laughs> did you do anything to recenter, to, to ground? Music. I put music on and wow. stood and did a bit of ironing. That ironing wasn't really something to help, but it had to be done. But the music was, um, mm, it helped. Yes, music is always good. That's actually something we'll be getting into in a little bit. Um, but like I said, welcome on in, everybody, as you're coming in. If there's anything, hi, Shirley, if there's anything at all that you would like to discuss tonight, uh, just throw it in the comments section. And as always, Gemma will throw in our bio link if you want to submit a, a uh, anonymous message to us um, about maybe a tough subject that uh, you'd rather not blast out in the comments section. That's fine as well. Um, she has it open on her end. And we'll be able to see as they mm -hmm. come in. Um, we have a pop there. I'm opening a can of pop. <laughs> I tried to do it really quiet and it didn't work. That's the thing. When you do it quiet, you gotta, it's like Band-Aid. Yep. You know. <laughs> Pepsi Max. Yes. Yep. Uh, so to start out World Mental Health Day, I found a a global statistics um there's a couple of, of great slides out there i only uploaded a few um but we'll start with this one here uh depression is a, a topic that we've covered several times on mm -hmm. this show um and it does play a key role in all of our mental health on a daily basis so globally, depression accounts for 41% of all the years spent uh, living with mental or behavioral disorders. 41% is depression. The rest are all, you know, 10, 11, 15, and 7. Um, and a very interesting thing uh, underneath of that, well, I mean, we'll start with 350 million people globally suffer. That's That number is astounding. Mm. Um, considering uh, how many people actually live and uh, deal with depression on a daily basis. But twice as many women typically develop depression than men. 
although in richer countries, three times as many men die by suicide. But what do you think about that, Jim? Twice as many women typically develop depression than men. I, I think some of that's to do with the fact that men seem to think that they can't be seen as struggling personally. That's like, like that number, I think that would be more if there were people um, like, I bet a lot of people weren't admitting or didn't even know that that's what they were going through. Um, because I know for a long time for me, I didn't think I was depressed and it, it, it was just plumbing, plummeting into doing things that was just keeping me busy. And I think that like definitely with men, I think they feel like they have to be seen as the like the breadwinner, the provider, the stronger one. And that's why maybe there's not quite as many. Yeah, I can I can definitely I can definitely see what you're what you're saying there. Hi Michael, welcome in. Thanks for the award. Um I can see what you're you're getting at there because it kind of plays also into uh, what I've talked about on here before about being a first responder mm. and us being, you know, the ones that people call on for help. So it, it's very hard for us sometimes to be the one asking for help. Um, so it is a, it is a good point. Maybe the, uh, um, the numbers are, are skewed a little there uh, because men uh, don't actually report their depression as much as maybe women do um which could it yeah absolutely make the numbers seem higher um, mm -hmm. so that's a good point Juma. um but you had mentioned earlier about listening to some music uh for recentering your day today because your day got a little what crazy would you say yeah so um, would you say that music as a whole uh would be like your favorite uh, recentering or grounding kind of way to either calm down or, like I said, recenter, you know, kind of make everything mm. feel somewhat normal again? Yeah, it is. I mean, I do have other methods, but it's not always easy to do them having a child. Whereas when I'm like, like today, um, I felt myself getting quite aggravated at times with things that weren't going right. And um, like, I couldn't just go out for a walk because I can't just leave him by himself. So that wasn't an option because going out for a walk by myself helps. Um, getting away from the situation, again, couldn't do it because like, can't leave my child. So music is something that I can do almost anytime, anywhere. Mm -hmm. It's something really simple to do. Like even if you're out and about, if you've got like your AirPods or something, just put them in just to listen to your music um pretty much wherever you are like obviously you can't start blasting music out if you're at work or something but it is something that is quite easy to do doesn't take a lot of effort and seems to be one of the more common choices for most people um yes because there's such a variety yes, it does uh, i wanted to throw this mm. I want, yeah, I wanted to throw this back up uh, to take another quick look at um, it looks like a global burden of disease injuries and risk factor study 2013 this was. Um, so just global numbers um, from the World Health Organization. Now, obviously, these have probably <clears throat> gone up since 2013, but the, the, um, the numbers are all still there. 41% depression is, is the key. Uh, takeaway here and I feel like that's going to always be the case I mean more people uh suffer or struggle with I hate to say the word suffer I really do I always try and catch myself struggle with um more people struggle with depression and living mm -hmm. uh living life trying to uh navigate with that depression um then and anxiety anxiety is certainly high on the list as well but depression by far trumps all in the in the world of mental health in a global perspective uh would you agree 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and Shirley brings up a great point. It's, uh, I'm sure it's increased drastically with COVID, uh, the COVID-19 pandemic, uh, adding in on top of the already uh, depression numbers that are already uh, withstanding. Oh. Certainly, mm. um, people have lost jobs, people have lost homes, people have lost uh, friends, family members. Um, it just so much has come out of this pandemic uh, in the way of not really yep. helping along fact, alongside. What'd you do there? This is why I shouldn't touch buttons. No, just, <laughs> right, I'm just going to leave it. Excuse me. <laughs> I think you want, I think what you, you need there is notifiers say like this. Watch. There we go. This is this is literally why I shouldn't touch anything. I'm just going to leave things alone. <laughs> you do that. <laughs> I was trying to be clever. That's all good. I keep myself on a sleep schedule so I have more energy during the day. That is a great point, Molly. Molly B with the win there. Uh, sleep schedule is so important to our own mental health. Um, mm -hmm. the, the world is a much better place when people are rested thinking clearly and uh you know able to operate throughout the day without being grumpy hired fatigued all of those uh factor in um and they all stem from a good sleep schedule uh, that that's one thing that i was able to get on uh, a sleep schedule when i uh, was in my inpatient rehab stay, mm -hmm. which I haven't had, I haven't had a normal sleep schedule. And those of you that know me on the platform here know that I'm up uh, at crazy hours. Um, and oh. my sleep schedule is a bit wonky. I do still get plenty of sleep, but it's just not on the typical nine to five schedule that most people are. Um, but yes, it, uh, it was quite an interesting and helpful process at rehab to uh, be able to develop that sleep schedule and stick to it. Um, I felt clearer. I felt way better. Um, it made, um, you know, learning and everything down there at the center that much easier. Um, what say you, Gemma, on sleep? Um, yeah, I'm not brilliant at it. I'm... Certainly, I found like like yourself with haps and stuff, and having more friends in another country doesn't help. And I think, obviously, because I can't just like stay up late, go to bed, and stay in till later, because I've got a child, and he's just not going to let that happen. Um, then I don't know, but. I've not been great at sleeping anyway because of pain and stuff. Pain is a huge factor for me when it's sleeping. And until I can truly get on top of that, I always think I'm going to have disturbed sleep. Mm -hmm. Now, going back a little while, there was, um, again, it was down to the PTSD and stuff. I, I was falling asleep, but knocking seven bells out of myself, beating physically beating myself up in my sleep. And at one point that made me scared to go to sleep. Mm -hmm. So for a while I was actually afraid of going to sleep for that. But yeah, I'm, I'm still not perfect with the sleep thing. Hey, Doe. Hey, Doe, welcome in. Yeah, sleep is uh, definitely an integral part of our mental health. And mm -hmm. it definitely needs to be taken more, taken more seriously uh, as far as our day-to-day -day lives go. Um, mm -hmm. I, I think as like... well, like if you're if you're not well rested, it makes you more grumpy and short-tempered, and that can affect the way in which you would approach a situation or speak to somebody. Um, I've noticed, especially during the pandemic, people seem to be a lot more um, short-fused, shall we say, with other people, and not as much patience in general with other people yeah. so 
I mean, that's that doesn't help. But then, yeah, definitely, like if you've not had a good night's sleep, it can and certainly does seem to affect the way people deal with situations and other people. And they do generally seem to be more aggressive. Yeah. Certainly is true. Um, it, we can't we can't say it enough. The sleep schedule is uh, one of the most important things that you can do for yourself. Everybody can everybody can take uh, take time to revamp or, or just sit down and look at your sleep schedule. Um, there are some apps you can get, some wonderful apps that uh, can help track your sleep patterns, can uh, help try and keep you on a sleep schedule, and uh, essentially you know, assist you in uh, getting to bed at, a, at the right time and, and uh, also trying to uh, log the hours is what, that, that's what I'm trying to think of. Log the hours of your sleep and, mm -hmm. um, and to take a look at, at the end of the week, you can sit down and look at, okay, I slept, you know, mm -hmm. from here to here. This is kind of, it'll, it'll map out what it looks like for you, which is, a great tool. I highly recommend looking into that. Uh, if you yeah. guys uh, are serious about trying to uh, help yourself in the in the way of, um, of the sleep schedule, I've got an app that tracks my um, sleep, and like you can get them that are assigned to your watch and stuff. But you can actually get them if you haven't got a watch. You can actually get apps that will record your sleep without the watch as well. And I find them particularly useful because it will record how much, how, how much, how many hours deep sleep you're having and then the REM sleep. And if some of them even record sound and things and like, I found that particularly useful for when I was um, going through that stage of being quite aggressive and like, it was recording what I was saying, what I was doing, what I was like, what was just what was going on in general for me. But I found looking at the amount of sleep I get is particularly helpful. Yes. And the apps help. Yes. And hello to Sadie. Welcome on into the broadcast. We're talking anything and everything mental health tonight. It's just a special episode. Um, there's no real topic at hand. And hi, TJ. Welcome in. Uh, good to see everybody here tonight on this World Mental Health Day. So I did have the other graphic I'll throw up uh, now. We could take a look at and kind of talk about some of these things. Uh, when asked, what tools are you currently using to take care of your emotional health? Uh, this, this falls into uh, everybody's mental health. Um, and I don't believe when this was taken that there was any given uh, options to choose from. Everybody just kind of wrote in their own responses and they tallied up what was the most, uh, you know, prevalent. Uh, listening to music by and far, as we've already discussed here on the program, is a lead runner for people mm. doing things to take care of their own emotional health, their own mental health, kind of recenter, ground yourself, you can certainly do a number of these things, sometimes simultaneously, listen to music and fullness walk or listen mm. to music while, you, while you're drawing. Uh, uh, I've seen in the comments meditation and mindfulness. That's a 30% along with counseling, uh, counseling services. Uh, and we'll talk a little bit uh, more about counseling again, uh, as I feel like it's a very important topic, especially for today. Uh, getting outside, taking a walk, connecting with nature, um, 47%, uh, but also 48% uh, with good support system of friends. That is huge. you got to have that support network, and we can also get into some of that as well. Um, but then coming in at the bottom is something else. For example, religious services, uh, taking, taking medication, staying in contact uh, with mental health team reading, writing. So down there, the last 13% there is um, kind of all the the write-in, uh, you know, everything that didn't generate enough to uh, get its own little category there. Um, 
And I see apps made the list as well, the self-care organizational tools, like we were just talking about the sleep schedule uh, apps. Not a bad idea uh, to utilize these apps that they put out there for mindfulness. They have them for relaxation training, um, uh, as we mentioned, sleep schedule, uh, et cetera. So uh, yeah, welcome on in Ella. It is, it is not Wednesday, you're right. It is Sunday. You are on the right channel. We're doing a world mental health. Wednesday. It's Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so, what do you think of that list, Gemma? Um, There's some just... of them that I thought would have been higher up, actually. Um, Medication you know... or uh, meditation and, and mindfulness. Yeah, I thought that would have been higher up, actually. Absolutely. Um, Thanks for the award, Ella. Like, I I struggle to do that because I can't switch off. So that's always been something that I have struggled with. Um, <laughs> what else was I looking at? Um, does it mention medication on there? Yeah. So that fell into that fell into the bottom there. Oh uh, wow. Well, certainly here they seem very keen on giving uh, medication. So there, there's a number of things we can talk about about medication. Um, yeah. There are medicated assisted therapies. Um, thank you, Sadie, very, very much for the award. And thank you to everybody for tuning in tonight on this World Mental Health Day special. Um, medication, you have your antidepressants, you have your... Um, you know, your normal prescribed medicines for anxiety and depression. However, there's also medicated as MATs, they call them, medicated assisted therapies, which is something more like naltrexone, which I take for drinking. Um, another one being antabuse, that's the more popular, well-known uh, uh, anti-drinking pill. Uh, that one makes you violently ill if you drink alcohol while taking it, whereas my naltrexone is more of like a craving type curb, curb the craving kind of pill, get through without, you know, that that constant thought in your brain, uh, yeah. po poking away at you saying, drink, drink, drink. Um, so yeah, there's a number of different things with medicine, which is maybe why it got grouped in at the bottom there. Um, yeah. But, I don't know what they're like over there for giving medication, like particularly antidepressants. But over here, it seems to be that it's their go-to for literally everything. Yeah, uh, and that and that may be the case with uh, some doctors here as well. I mean, it all depends on your primary care. And I'll I'll make the uh, disclaimer again that I've made on here before. Uh, if you're looking into any kind of antidepressants or uh, anti-anxiety medication, uh, we highly recommend uh, talking this over with a psychiatrist first. Um, yeah. your, your general care doctor, care physician uh, is, is more of a jack of all trades here and not just focused in our minds, our mental health. Um, Master of none in my case with the uh, GP. But, um, yeah, definitely. Because uh, the amount of medications they've tried me on and certainly on a couple of situations it is said, and the GP didn't know this because that's what I mean. They are like a jack of all trades. It says when you look into it, do not take if you are taking the following medication. And I was on them and I'd been on them a while before it went noticed mm -hmm. and by then like i'd been on them a while and because normally what happens here especially in my like with what i've seen they will give you some antidepressants and then refer you on and the idea is by then it's in your system for you then to be able to go and have the therapy because there's such a heck of a long waiting list to get to see an NHS therapist that 
by the time you get there, they like you to be on medication as well. And mm -hmm. that always isn't the best idea because they tend to go for one or two that seems to be their favorites. And it really isn't a one size fits all when it comes to medication. Mm -hmm. And it's about getting the right one. And sometimes the GP, as much as they may understand the overall part of you, they don't understand the in-depth side of it and what really what is best to give because certain medications when it, when it comes to antidepressants that work for better for certain types of depression and it's about finding the right one for you yes yes and that that's going to be the case with any medication uh mm -hmm. you know on on the mental health kind of uh, side of things is that these drugs I found uh, you tend to build a tolerance to, like my antidepressant, I take sertraline, and it constantly has to be adjusted um, to, to, to keep up with how my body builds a tolerance to it. And um, there's even, uh, my doctor more recently has been talking about maybe adding a supplemental uh, pill into the um, into the mix to kind of help not supplement but uh reinforce it i guess you know it kind of couples well with the sertraline and helps mm. um, so yes it's, a, it's an ever-changing um process to keep up with your mental health medications in general um yeah. i want to touch real quick on what ellen just said there the sleep schedule going back to it um and uh how her she says her brain has no off switch um, and you know also there's some pain in there as well uh, I'll certainly I'll let you handle the pain side of things here in a second but I mm -hmm. can I can speak to the uh, the racing thoughts side of things oh, um, heck yeah. the it, it's an incredible uh, burden to try and lay down and go to sleep at night when it's bedtime with your mm -hmm. mind still racing a mile a minute, thinking about everything that you didn't accomplish today and everything that you have to still do tomorrow on top of everything you have to do already tomorrow and et cetera, et cetera. And what, what, what did this person think about that? And what did that person say? And, oh. you know, just constantly you, you lay there in the darkness, watching the ceiling fan go around as fast as your brain is moving. Mm -hmm. I've lived that. I've done that several times. I am guilty. Uh, I have found that in my own travels here, uh, first of all, sobriety has taken that down uh, uh, substantially. Um, I, because I'm when I was drinking heavily, I was already inside of my own head, in between my ears, as I said. Uh, I was in between my ears all the time. And it's it's a, a tough thing to try and get to sleep with that constantly going through your brain being in between your ears uh about little things that sometimes don't even are they're just insignificant but then there are some other big things that we worry about and creates anxiety um etc uh, so that all, that all falls into the whole medicated assistant therapy as well, I think. Um, if you get, if you talking to your psychiatrist, talking to a psychiatrist, excuse me, um, to get on a good track of, of mental health meds that we were discussing um, and find something that works for you, which I, through trials and tribulations, have finally found something that is working for me. It makes it that much easier to sit, to lay down at, at night and keep the mind from overtaking everything else. Keep that racing thoughts to uh, basically letting your brain know it's time to go to bed and kind of, you know, slowly bringing it down. And sometimes that's the case too. Uh, medicine isn't always the answer. You can certainly do some grounding techniques as well to kind of stop the racing thoughts um, take a half an hour before your scheduled bedtime that you'd like to try and keep to 
uh, let's say you want to go to bed, you want to be in bed at 11 o'clock at night. Mm. So at 10, 15, 10, 30, start doing that wind down routine, create one for yourself. Uh, you know, maybe, okay, everything's quiet in the house. Now I'm going to sit down and I'm going to draw some Inktober or I'm going to uh, list, just, I'm going to lay here and listen to a guided meditation or I'm going to lay here and I'm going to listen to music, simply just listen to music, calming music. Let's not listen to Slipknot and everything and get your adrenaline. Right? <laughs> um, but, you know, some, some nice therapeutic uh, music, therapeutic specific to you. Because mm -hmm. uh, maybe Slipknot is your thing that calms you. I don't know. Everybody's different. That's what makes this whole. I was joking uh, about this the other day as well. Saying about not listening to that when I'm driving as well. <laughs> the, the rage. <laughs> yep. Yes. And uh, Ella does a, a lovely service on here. She takes her insomnia. Uh, and don't don't get Ella wrong. And Ella, if I'm speaking out of, out of turn, you can certainly say so in the comments. Uh, but she, she, Ella still sleeps. But like much like myself, it's on a different time schedule than what is considered normal. Um, You're just in the wrong time zone. <laughs> yeah. So and if she's going to be up, she's she's providing a nice service on the Haps platform. You can come on into her room and listen to some ukulele and chill with Puppy Cat and uh, kind of <laughs> kind of uh, fall into a nice slumber that way. Um, I'm begging you, yes. I'll take at least four hours for my night meds to start kicking in. So, TJ, there you go. Uh, this is one of those things I was just talking about. Uh, if you if you schedule your bedtime, which is important, we talked about sleep schedule. If you schedule your bedtime for eleven o'clock and you want to stick with that every night, and you have the you're able to do that, um, then start taking your meds accordingly four hours prior to 11, which would be seven o'clock. Um, so you know that it takes four hours and you, you, you know uh, then that you can start winding down, getting the brain to calm down with you. And uh, when you go to finally lay down, it's, it's uh, your brain is in the, is in the mindset that, okay, we're in bed now and it's time to shut down for the night. Gemma, can you speak briefly on the pain side of things as far as what Ella was talking about with sleep? Yeah, I am. Um, I can relate with the mind thing, doing a marathon. But yeah, the pain, I find it's it's weird because through the day, like personally, I have pain. And when you're moving around a lot and busy, it's there, but it's not until you lay down and you're meant to be switching off from everything. And I find that sometimes the pain is worse on a night because it's causing like a distraction as well from you being able to sleep. And it tends to be worse at night because when you're meant to be just laying still, like I, I can't sit still because of the pain and I'm constantly moving around, I'm doing it even now. Okay, then when you're laid there and you're like, all right, this hurts, you've got to adjust, and then you've got to adjust, and then you end up tossing and turning around, trying to find a comfortable position, and all the while, that is distracting you, causing pain. And it's really difficult to try and get comfortable, and then your mind's going on about other things, and about that, trying to switch off from the pain. Mm -hmm. And I find that the the best thing to do that I've found to try and it doesn't it doesn't cure it not by a long shot but to try and help is to maybe if you can like have a bath or just a warm shower before bed that's a good idea um, I tend to like if I can like it's difficult if you've got like a kid and stuff like me um, but I, if I can time his bedtime right and he goes to bed and I can still do this, like have a bath or a warm shower, not with the really bright lights on though. If you can, if you can do it so that the big bright lights are not on, have a bath, even candles if you've got them, 
listening to some calming music so it is completely unwinding you whilst you're in the bath and then like there's some uh, epsom salts and things you can put in that helps and then maybe like a a warm drink like people say like warm milk things like that um and then another thing that i found that does help is like a really long you know like a like the maternity pillows the long ones i yes. have one of those because i find that if i can put it like under my head down and between my knees yes. that seems to help a lot to alleviate some of the pressure yes with mine especially pressure points and things and it it really does help now i couldn't get a pillow that met my needs for that so i ended up just making one they are really really quite easy to make um in that sense that i literally just and i can't sew very well and i just sewed a great big sausage thing together but you, you can actually buy them as well even if you to get a couple and it just helps to alleviate like the pain with the pressure points and stuff um yeah. essential oils as well like the diffusers that you can get i've actually got one down there you know where you can put water in some like essential oils uh -huh. and it diffuses that that's another good thing that i use the aromatherapy is actually uh, been hmm. uh, touted as one of the uh better things you know that you can actually mm. set up very easily, very cheap uh, on Amazon. They're they're not that expensive, they are, and they yeah. do actually help you if you get the the soothing um, nighttime. I think they're called relaxation uh, scents uh, yeah. or oils to put in there. Uh, mm. they, I, I've heard nothing but good things about it. Um, okay. And the body pillow, simply like like the maternity pillow you were talking about, uh, or body body length pillow. Those things are great for posture, which is mm -hmm. what you were getting at there. So if you just stick it between your legs and kind of, you know, bear hug it, it kind yeah. of keeps your spine aligned mm -hmm. and um, and it helps with that pain because uh, as a lot of people in the comments have been saying, nighttime's the worst for the pain. And yeah, yeah. it does. When you're, when you're laying in the same position, it, it does mm -hmm. nothing for what you're, too many pillows as well under your head can cause problems yeah I've, like if you're if you've got two or three under you and you're like that that causes a lot of problems with pain because of your spine again so they said they recommend one pillow actually so that it keeps you like flat and in the right position even when you're on the side now i find it better to lie on my side and i tend to i tend to curl up like a cat or something but I have the pillow like under the head, down the side, between the knees, and it alleviates the pressure points and things in that way. But another good thing now, like I've I've actually tried it, so I can say that it does actually help somewhat. You know the Vicks vapor rub that you can get if you're like mm -hmm. stuffy? Rub it on the sole of your feet, put the socks on, and that also actually helps really? with pain and like if you're feeling a bit under the weather um it does actually help as well that's interesting and then you that. can get the pillow mist spray like it's like a lavender pillow mist spray yeah on the soles of your feet put it on put a socks on sleep with it on and it does help hmm. but um like you can get like a lavender pillow mist spray as well that mm -hmm. helps um if a you lot can't of people that, water and a few drops of lavender give it a good shake mist it over your mm -hmm. pillow a lot of people are coming in with the uh shutting off your electronics and all of that so yeah yeah you know, at least not... say at least a couple of hours before you go to bed try not to look at a screen i'm just gonna I know we're i know we all like to we all like to watch uh television or perhaps we like to watch ella's broadcast um yeah. etc these things distract our mind from racing but um there you go that's yeah. it and you just like put water in with some yeah. drops of oil and let it go and it's got like quite a soothing sound to it yeah. as well just yeah, listening they're, they're all over amazon um, well that was only like 20 pounds so it's not expensive 20 pounds that's heavy um so 
we all we all do like <laughs> there it is we all do like to watch tv uh or our devices uh, maybe play candy crush or whatever oh, what God, what I'm this is sick. doing what this is doing is distracting the racing thoughts it's not really shutting mm. anything down yeah um, so while you think you're doing your body some good uh you, you're not really you're not really winding down you're still stimulating you're still um you're still in an upward climb basically mm -hmm. uh so i agree with everyone you should probably you, you gotta shut down the electronics and have the dark room um to keep that that sleep going and tj i didn't mean to ignore uh your comment but we'll go back up here real quick it, does, it still doesn't help to wind down uh racing thoughts night terrors tremors anxiety that i'm basically knocked or pass out due to meds uh, and nothing helps when i wake up to the night terrors so with that with that um that that's definitely something that uh gemma and i would probably both agree to speak to uh, a, a trained uh, psychiatrist um and and see if there's anything more i i know you probably have and i know it's probably frustrating uh, but you got to keep you got to keep walking you got to keep at it um and, and keep keep on top of uh the psychiatrists or the, or the counselors uh and tell them that you're still struggling with this and that you'd, you'd like to uh find a course of action that will help um and and i'll get into because i want to touch on counseling next this is huge uh in my own journey uh i've touted Group therapy is one of the greatest things that I've come across. Uh, and it might be something that can help you out as well, TJ, um, with with uh, specifically for this, for night terrors, um, finding a support group, a support mm -hmm. network of folks that, that live and have um, a struggle with night terrors and uh, PTSD uh, from, mm -hmm. from the service that you have done. Uh, which we thank you so greatly for. Uh, and group therapy as, group therapy has been one of my favorite uh, things in my own journey. Um, that group therapy setting isn't for everybody. Um, some people much prefer the one-on-one -on -one intimate relationship of a counselor and patient. Um, but well, I use all of it. I do I do the one-on-one but I also do the group therapy and the peer support groups. Um, there's a bunch of them available out there on Zoom and they're free. Uh, I get on all kinds of them. First responder peer support groups, um, alcohol, uh, living with alcoholism, peer support. It's not just AA that I do. Um, so there, there's a, maybe, yes, and agoraphobia, they have a support group for that out there as well. Uh, maybe Gemma and I can find some more um, kind of uh, helpful links or maybe some Zoom uh, meetings that we can set you up with and we'll hit you up in the in, in our DMs. Um, and yes, we're here for you as well, TJ. You can you can you're always welcome in the mental health hour anytime or me and Ella's yeah. broadcast or if Gemma's crafting resin, uh, come on by, stop by, say what's up and Yes, this is HAPS is another great support network of folks that it's just it's so imperative that we keep positive support networks in our lives and positive counseling networks uh, yeah. that we can. Uh, and while while this is great, TJ, and while we love having you, sometimes it's just not enough. We need to we need to do more. We need to do more for ourselves to combat these night terrors uh or or alcoholism or what have you would you agree Gemma yeah yeah for sure um I did have the night terrors and so did Thomas so I can relate with that but I definitely had to go and get something else and get like in the end I ended up having to have sleep studies and things because of it um so I couldn't have done it alone I did have to have some sort of intervention with that so yeah there's so much out there so mr opera something hey jay how are you jay opera and he's 
saying to search classical symphonic music for sleep in YouTube. Mm. And that is always, uh, you know, a great, uh, thank you for that, Jay. Uh, the, that, that, that goes in line with the soothing more side of the music world than the uh, Slipknot rage driving uh, that we were talking about. Am I all right to try and explain the difference for Ella there? Yes, go for it. So a nightmare is something that will wake you up generally, like, or you will remember it. Um, like, for example, Thomas has been recently having them both, and he will wake up, scream. Sometimes you remember it, sometimes you don't. You just remember that you've had a nightmare, maybe. A night terror, um, I found very difficult to watch because it generally doesn't wake you up i found and you can be screaming and shouting and getting quite like like i did i got quite aggressive with myself in my sleep but i had absolutely no recollection of it in the morning when i woke up like mm. at all um so that's i think the main difference with them you can see um if you go on YouTube, uh, they have uh, recorded sleep studies of, of <clears throat> people with night terrors and such. Um, and mm -hmm. yeah, it, it, it's eye-opening stuff. Um, yeah. Uh, definitely easy. something. Definitely something to uh, follow up with on more than more than uh, with us. You know, obviously. Um, like I said, I, I'll tout the support groups out there again. Um, just the group therapy setting for me is is just an amazing thing. Um, mm -hmm. And throw this graphic up one more time uh, to look at some other calming, soothing, grounding things we can do for our emotional health. Uh, counseling is right up there. Proper nutrition we haven't really touched on. We did talk about proper sleep uh, being a, a huge role in it. Everybody loves listening to music. Um, the good support system, we've been touching on that. Um, apps for your self-care uh, self and things like sleep schedules and nutritional uh, diets, um, what have you. There's apps out there for everything that can help you log all of the, uh, all of the mental health side of things. Uh, highly suggest taking a look at them. Some of them are subscription services, um, but some of them are offered for free. Um, there is a nice one that I use called Just Breathe. That's a, a good uh, mental health app. Um, the Apple Watch does a bunch of things like Mindfulness Minutes keeps reminding me every day. It'll knock me on the wrist and say, hey, take a minute uh, to breathe in and out um, and do a self check-in, you know. Uh, kind of reminds me to check in on myself and see how my mental health day is going uh, as far as that goes. And uh, obviously getting outside, taking a walk, exercising. Um, exercising is nobody's favorite, but always on the list of things to do uh, to help, uh, you know, your own mental health or, you know, really anything at all. Um, and, and then uh, meditation and mindfulness uh, coming in there as well. Uh, meditation, that's another great tool to use. Uh, if you, if you are any good at it, you know what, uh, the benefits of meditation is, um, and are rather, um, I am not the best meditator. Uh, I can, I can lay down and be still without shaking my leg or any of that stuff for maybe 10 minutes. And that's about all you'll get out of me. Um. But the, there are a lot of guided meditations out there that are only 10 minutes long, you know, so it doesn't have to be an hour long thing to sit down and, and meditate, but um, definitely does have a, a key role in a lot of people's sound minds and, uh, and mental health. Nutrition is really important. Good food makes you feel good, yes. And a short walk is nice. I do like going out for a short walk. But it's more than just getting out for the walk. It's it's about the mindfulness of it all. Take in the smells, the, the sights. The, all five senses need to be 
peaked, you know, when you're when you're out for this short walk, go through in your head exactly what you're seeing, exactly what you're smelling, exactly what you're hearing, um, etc. You you really want to get the ben- the full benefit out of all five senses and uh, just take it all in. Um, and then of course counseling, we uh, we touted that a good bit as well. Um, Counseling, 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 uh, especially for things that are seemingly out of your control, but uh, yeah. you can you can bring back in with the help of others. Uh, group therapy, so key for me. What do you think, Emma? Yeah, definitely. And what, you, what are your thoughts on group therapy versus one-on-one? Well, my personal experience of it, I struggle to do the group thing. Um. My worry was always like the fact that if I'm going to go to a group and open up to a bunch of people that I don't know, and then I happen to see them around, around like out and about, I I struggle with that. Um, it can be good, like to, I guess, let you know you're not on your own with that. And I certainly did group therapy when it came to the self harming side of things. Um. And that one actually really quite helped because it wasn't one of those groups that told you, you can't self-harm, you can't do it, you're bad for doing it. It was more of um, a group that addressed, yes, okay, you're doing it. Can we do this any other way? Um, Because it wasn't necessarily for me always about seeing blood because that's not always what I did. It was about having control over the pain I was feeling and physically being able to choose to move it. Like if if I had pain in my heart, say, um, and I was upset, it was about getting that and causing a pain somewhere else so that I was in control of that pain. Mm-hmm. And they were about trying to find a different way to cause that instant ouch without putting your life at risk. Um, and that group was good, but certainly for some of the deep, dark stuff, I, I do prefer the one-to-one side of things. But as with anything, whether it's group or one-to-one, you've got to make a connection with the person that you're talking to. Like with the therapist one-to-one, if you find you aren't getting on with them and you can't make a connection, at the end of the day, they're, they're working for you. So if you were getting like, um, I don't know, like someone working for you and they weren't doing the job properly, you would move on and get somebody else. So it's just the same when it comes to a therapist. Keep moving on until you make get one that you've got a connection with. And if you go into a group therapy and you like, like I did, it happened to me. And I was like, there is no way I am opening up to this bunch of people, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. And I went and said something in the end. I says, look, have you got any other ones? And they did. And Absolutely. Um, if you're going to be literally put, pouring your heart and soul out, you want to make sure that the person you're doing that with is somebody that you can connect with in some way or another. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Yeah. That's uh, true, true words have never been spoken. You're putting uh, your heart and soul into this, and you're also mm-hmm. uh, putting money into this, uh, be it insurance or what have you. Uh, money is going into this as well. And just like when you purchase something, you expect it well, to work or be what you what you. Even if it's over here and it's on the NHS and it's not necessarily money, at the end of the day, if you're going to be putting your heart and soul into it, regardless of any money spent if if you're literally giving them everything that's in here and in here Mm -hmm. you want to make sure that they're going to number one respect what's coming out of you number two that you don't feel that you're just being passed off because i'll never forget i had um a therapist and he all he did was sit there clicking his pen and looking me up and down and I'm just going to say it like 
the number of times I wanted to rip that pen out of him, out of his hand and shove it up his backside <laughs> was unreal. So in the end, I thought, look, there is no point me being here because I am not going to start telling him stuff. And I thought, well, we're just going to be wasting each other's time. So for that alone, I thought, right, no, I need to find someone else. So regardless of any money spent or anything, if you are not making a connection with that therapist and you don't feel you're going to be able to talk to them, move on. Because what is the point of only giving half a story? If you want to fully heal, you need to give everything and put everything into it. Because if you only give half a story, half a journey, half a heart, you're only going to get half back. Those are great words. Great words to take in. Um, mm -hmm. Very true. Um, one of the things that we definitely tout uh, among many things, but most importantly, when it comes to counseling, that connection has to be there. Mm -hmm. um, and you're absolutely right. Uh, so thank you for sharing that. Uh, Am I um, okay to do a quick mile update for Doe? Absolutely. Right. So as of today, she's completed 62 miles. Wow. Doe has done 62 miles and it is only day 11. No, 10 because it's after midnight. So in 10 days, 62 miles. Crushing it. Crushing it. Absolutely. For those of you uh, wondering exactly what we're talking about, Doe Darling, as you've known, uh, mm -hmm. as you've seen on, on the show here, is walking for the UK charity Mind. It's a mental health charity, mm -hmm. and it is, uh, she's trying to uh, get 500 pounds, I think it was, and there's her link at the top there. Mm -hmm. uh, please go and visit those site and check it out, uh, if nothing else. Um, and if you feel inclined to donate, uh, I believe it was up to 80% now. Um, I think it has yeah, it's 400 pounds raised 401 out of 500. Of 500. 401 pounds raised, so 99 pounds remaining Whoop, for, wrong way, wrong way. for Dave's goal. And I've I've included the link, the tiny Earl link. And mm -hmm. uh, that's about it on this World Mental Health Day special. Uh, thank you all for joining us uh, on this uh, special episode uh, that we put together for the special day. Yes. Um, any final words from my esteemed co-host? Um. I think you're nothing like really big, nothing really deep, but at the end of the day, no matter what you're going through, like no matter what it is, make sure that you're looking after yourself. Don't be giving everybody everything of you because at the end of the day, it's only you that can take care of you at the end of the day. Nobody yes. else is going to do that. So put yourself first, even just a little bit more and take care of yourself. Practice yeah. a bit of self-love, practice a bit of self-care and just go easy on yourself because the way I think about it now, the, the number of times I used to beat myself up about something, think of it as this, whatever you're beating yourself up about, would you say that to your best friend or the person that you care about? And if the answer is no, then why on earth would you say it to yourself? True. Very true. Thank you guys for tuning in and thanks for all the lovely awards and thanks for the comments. Mm -hmm. um, you guys are truly the ones that make this show what it is. And we're so happy to be joined by you guys every single week and that will continue for as long as we're allowed to keep doing this on this platform uh yep. this wednesday we have episode 21 coming up uh this wednesday at 6 p.m eastern time 11 p.m uk uh and that'll be on toxic friendships so 
We're very excited about that one uh, coming up. Um, and we're gonna we're gonna get on out of here uh, for this broadcast. So thanks again for for hanging out. And uh, here's Doe's video on our outro. And uh, we'll see you guys on Wednesday. Thanks for tuning in.